0: Hello, and welcome to On Walking the Way. Today we're going to continue our series called Pray Then Like This. This is the third part where we're going to look at the phrase, Give us this day our daily bread. Deb and I have been missionaries for over 30 years now, and we are technically self employed volunteers. This means that we've had no salary in any normal sense of the word for over 30 years. Yet God has provided for our entire family, four boys, college, three marriages, and six grandkids with everything that entails. Our income has averaged roughly what one would make working full-time at McDonald's all this time, and at times things have gotten a bit dicey. So we've been forced to learn about this particular partition many times over the years. So let me tell you one of my favorite stories when our kids were still young there was an evening when after working all day on the campus we were walking the two blocks to our house knowing that when we got there we had nothing to make for our kids for supper it was raining which seemed about right for that kind of day and we were slogging home above us uh, we noticed an osprey struggling to stay aloft in the rain trying to carry a fish home for her supper, no doubt. As we watched this bird, it seemed to be fighting a losing battle with the rain. As it struggled overhead, it suddenly dropped the fish at our feet. It was a decent-sized lake trout, and it was still alive. Deb and I looked at it in disbelief and felt a little like Elijah. We had the food we needed for today despite our disbelief, and there was absolutely no one but God to thank for it. Believe me, we thanked God for that fish more than any meal before or since. Obviously, God provided in other ways through various means after that crisis passed, and we are still alive and well today. But that day, God showed us something that changed our understanding of this prayer forever. God is able to make a way where there is no way. And God provided for us without any human support or money on the day when we needed it the most. And he didn't park a truckload of fish in front of us. He did not give us a fishing boat. He gave us the food we needed that day. It is important to remember at this point that Jesus was not simply giving the disciples a prayer to repeat. He was teaching them how to pray. He was teaching them what to pray for. So it has to be asked, why frame the petition in this way? Why not pray for abundance? That has certainly been a popular prayer in recent decades. Why not pray for oil and wine? God has provided oil in the past, and Jesus provided wine for a wedding. Why bread? And why ask for only the bread that is needed today? To understand the heart behind this teaching on prayer, I think it is helpful to look at some of Jesus' other teachings for guidance in how to read this one. In Luke, Jesus tells us a story of a rich man who had a particularly bountiful year. So he built bigger barns and he essentially decided to retire and enjoy his wealth. God's verdict on this? You fool. Tonight your soul has been required of you. Then who is will these things be? Sounds harsh, but Jesus adds a moral to this story that I think ties all of this together. It goes like this. So is the one who lays up treasure for himself and is not rich towards God. Jesus is reminding us about our complete and utter dependence on God for each breath and each bite of food and every stitch of clothing every single day, he is teaching us, as he does again in the verses that follow the Lord's Prayer, that our focus needs to be on obedience today, or we will be truly foolish. For example, Therefore, do not be anxious, saying, What shall we eat? Or, What shall we drink? Or, What shall we wear? For the Gentiles seek after all these things, and your heavenly Father knows that you need them all. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. Therefore, do not be anxious for tomorrow, for tomorrow will be anxious for itself. Sufficient for the day is its own evil. We are the children of God. And we will be provided for by him, as any human father would provide for his children. By teaching us to pray for our needs today, we are taught that we do not know if we will even be here tomorrow. So the needs of today are enough. You see, the harsh fact is not one of us is going to wake up tomorrow. Every time we wake up, it is today. In addition to that, whether or not we wake up at all depends entirely on God's sovereign plan for our lives. If we love anyone, it will have to be done today because tomorrow never comes and yesterday is gone. If we obey God, it will also have to be today. Our focus needs to be on the kingdom of God today. We need to love people today. We cannot love people tomorrow or yesterday. We need to give today. We need to live today. Jesus, by teaching us to pray in this way, is also teaching us to live in this way. Living each day in utter dependence on God, focused on His coming kingdom. Trusting in God to provide like the loving Father that He is. Does this mean we stop working and wait for God to drop food in our mouths? Well, not exactly, but I think it means more than we often want to believe it means. Paul balances this dependence on God with a very practical piece of advice in his letter to the Ephesians. Let the thief no longer steal, but rather let him labor, doing honest work with his own hands, so that... He may have something to share with anyone in need. When we work to serve others, we are working to build the kingdom of God. And in this work, God will, in one way or another, provide all our needs. The kingdom of God is made up of people. As we contribute to the transformation of people into the image of God, we build the kingdom of God. This labor can take many forms. But the overall goal is always the same, the realization of the eternal kingdom of God. One person at a time, one need at a time, we work to build the kingdom. And every day as we pray, God will provide us with what we need. Have a great week.